Hello and welcome to the You Matter to Christ podcast. Many of our listeners and guests call this podcast an experience because throughout the variety of extraordinary people we have on the show, you'll hear stories of overcoming trauma, hitting record-breaking business goals, people forgiving the unforgivable, and yes, even miracles that will shock and inspire you. On this show, you'll hear from professional athletes, entrepreneurs, and everyday people from all walks of life. Discover the profound truth that regardless of your background or circumstances, you matter deeply to the creator of the universe. You were made for a purpose, and you matter to Christ. Get ready for inspiring stories, personal testimonies, and uplifting messages that remind us of the unchanging love and grace available to all. And remember this, you matter to Christ. Hey everybody, Chad Burmeister, and I'm your host of the Living a Better Story podcast. And today I'm with somebody that I met recently within the last month. And I feel like I've known him forever because we're both connected to the hub, right? We have belief in a higher power, just like at FedEx, the sort facility in Memphis, when you're connected to the hub and you have a conversation with two endpoints, it becomes magical. So I'm with Cody Harvey today. He is the CEO of a tool you will learn about. It's called Breakout and it's taking on the big boys in the social media space and communications and audio. And he's also the co-founder of a company called Connected that grew from zero to millions in two years. Um, and this guy is blessed by God. He believes in Jesus. And it's just going to be a fun conversation. Cody, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Chad. Pleasure to be here. Oh, it's just exhilarating, man. So um, what I like to do for our audience to warm them up is to kind of rewind the tape because I've found that when we're children, right? When God says, send me the little children, right? Uh, he, he, that's when we're unfiltered. The world hasn't really impacted us yet. We just have our raw core passion. What, what were you all about when you were a kid? What kind of shaped your early memories? You know, how, 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 we, how were you as a kid? Yeah. So um, I was really close with my family. I still am growing up. Uh, probably my favorite thing to do as a little guy was be outdoors, hunt and fish. My dad and I spent a lot of time together growing up, hunting and fishing, just enjoying in nature. So that was kind of my passion. That's neat because you're grounded in the beauty of it all, right? The smells, the sounds, the the little memories. Uh, you know, yeah. I remember my son was uh, eight. He corrected me. He's like, Dad, I wasn't six. I was eight. <laughs> okay. And, and, uh, and he, you know, we're, he had a fish on, I had a fish on the line for him. I handed him the pole and he's yeah. like, Dad, I, I got to go number two. And uh -huh. so we're like, I got to get this fish in. Like, you got to wait for that. So we go and help him out. And then he stepped in it. And so that's the title of the book. Oops. I stepped in my poop. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Cause we all step in our own poop from time to time. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> and then he never wore those shoes again. So <laughs> I totally and wholeheartedly connect with what, with what that was. So, so thinking about hunting and fishing with your dad, your dad, right. Did your mom go with you ever? Uh, just my dad. And I. Just your dad. So yeah, same thing with me. What, um, how does that, relationship with your dad and and then and with your mom right uh, like how, how did that impact what you're you know how you're living life today those experiences yeah you know um 
I was very fortunate to, to grow up in an awesome household. Um, you know, my parents loved me very much. My dad spent a ton of time with me and he really, my dad was, you brought up the FedEx reference. My dad was a Federal Express worker delivering packages and put in late hours, worked six, seven days a week. Um, and my parents were divorced at a, at a, uh, when I was young. And so, uh, but I, I, long story short, just to kind of see the sacrifices um, that was made so that I could do the things that I, my, my parents wanted me to do, uh, sports and, you know, I, I never went without, but looking back on all of that, I, I also know it wasn't like we were extremely wealthy or anything of that nature. Um, and now stepping into fatherhood, I got a two-year-old now, you know, I kind of want to emulate a lot of that just because, you know, you can do some pretty cool things in life, but at the end of the day, I think the, the core of joy really comes from being close to your family and, and being around people that you love. So um, that's, that's ultimately what's important to me and how it shaped me. Well, we talked a little bit about that before the podcast started. So since we're there, let's stay there for a minute. Think about a person in Africa who lost both parents maybe they're only eight years old. So the oops, I stepped in my poop story. Now, now all of a sudden, my son or, or your kids, you know, they're, they're now the head of household. Mm -hmm. And they're raising two or three other brothers and sisters. And so they can live on $11 a month, right? Gary from foodfororphans.org has fed hundreds of 1000s of kids. So he goes there, wow. he brought the one of the Baldwin brothers who wanted to go there. And so 11 bucks. So to that person, you could say, hey, what, what do you think you'd need from a cash flow perspective to just be happy forever? And they could go, hmm, if I had like $100 a month, man, I could live well. And to your point, the level of joy at $100 a month to someone in that third, in a third world country, and if, if you could get them running water and you could get, like, that's that, all they need is that. To someone else, because God created us all with unique abilities. We don't all need the same things because mm -hmm. it's we have to define in our own framework what the what the requirements are for us to be happy, right? Some people might say, no, I need 10 houses in different countries. That's cool. You like if that makes you happy. But yeah. if you chase it just for chasing it for money's sake, because you need to put a pegboard on the world, right? Eh, maybe that's not the right way to do it. Absolutely. What are your thoughts on those? upper limits, you know, I'm, I'm 48. So I've had a few extra years to think through these kinds of things. And they're, uh, yeah, man, they're interesting conversations. Yeah, I think, you know, it's going to be unique to every single person, much to what we were talking about earlier. You know, it's, it's important to just keep in mind, like, God's going to supply us with whatever we need. And it's important for us to be giving the rest back to uh, the things that he's called us to give to, right. And that's going to be different for every single person. Um, you know, if, if you don't have a whole lot of money, that doesn't mean that the little money that you give isn't valued just as much as a billionaire that's giving millions of dollars away, right? I would even argue that in some cases, people who have less that, that give, but they give more of what they have, God actually, uh, you know, enjoys and honors that more than let's say somebody that has a whole lot and just gives a little. So um, Tony Robbins says that the secret of living is giving, right? And I, I truly believe in that philosophy. 
man, that's a hundred percent. That's a drop the mic right there. And when I, when we did the FedEx thing, there it is. That was like the shoulder tap and the God moment where it's like, yeah. I mean, who knew? Right? I, I don't think we talked about that when I came to India at dinner, that did not come up from my recollection and, yeah. and here it is. So that's just how things work. Um, so thinking about your childhood to now and what you're doing as co-founder of Connected, as CEO of Breakout, is there, a, is there a tie in there maybe with how you work with your employees or how you see the world or, you know, what's that secret connection between then and now? Yeah, I think unity is, has always been uh, the biggest thing for me. I think some of that was shaped from just my parents being divorced and, uh, you know, longing to have that, that uh, core household together. But for me, I, I love bringing people together. I love connecting people. I love uh, uh, restoring things that have been broken, helping people find new opportunities. Uh, hence, you know, one of the reasons why Connected was named Connected. Um, and, wow. and hence why the, the new social media platform is uh, Breakout is, is all about introducing people to other people who can educate them and entertain them and really building a community of people together. Wow. Okay. So... 75 of these conversations, I've talked to pe two people who lost a leg. And then later when I ask them, when did God show up where it was undeniably God? Mm -hmm. When yeah. they lost a leg, right? Yeah. I talked to one woman a couple weeks ago who was assaulted in mm. college and, and during the moment. And I asked her a little later in the podcast, when did God show up? She goes, yeah, right there. He was weeping for me outside, wow. outside the window. And then another guy who just lost his mom, Noah, he was the first person, 77. Oh, that's going to be blurry. 77. Pray, oh, there it went right there. there went. First person in 77 pray app, Noah, he was prayed for. He lost his mom and his, and, and he calls it brilliantly brilliant or uh, beautiful pain, beautiful pain, mm -hmm. because in the pain is when you see God. So if you pay attention and you hit the buzzsaw of life, and you go, okay, God, this is awesome. Like celebrate the pain. And it's hard to do, but if you can go into those moments and go, like when I had the virus, about three days after I saw you guys, I was at the top of the Hyatt Hotel yeah. in Indy and a guy yeah. was coughing violently 30 feet away from me. And I remember going, shit, I'm in a spinning thing. And you never that. know if that dust particles are going to come over here. <laughs> and so I'm like eating this really nice meal. And I had that thought. And I don't know if that's where it happened or what, but it, it, it could have been on a plane when I flew home or, you know, a day or two later, but somewhere between Indy and the time I got home, a couple of days later, I'm like, what is this? And then I lose the taste and smell. 3.37 in the morning on September 23rd, I couldn't get out of my bed. It was about a week since, the, since I started to feel the symptoms. Um, and then I'm like, okay, God, I can't get out of bed. And then, but the nebulizer was sitting on the floor. So I'm like, okay, that'll get me. And I was at a 72 oxygen. You got to be 90 and above. So I get up, I go sit down and I'm looking out and I'm like, God, my prayer is this. I've done it. I, like, I appreciate my life. Everything that's been, that's been so far has been amazing. And if you need me, you can, you can take me. I am yours. Like I, I just surrendered again. And I, you know, I surrendered 20 years ago. I surrendered in eighth grade. There's these moments in time. And I just said, and then at the same moment, I'm like, but God, I got kids and I want to yeah. see them have families. And yeah. God, I need to do so much more for you. And I go, just, you know, take away every, anything that's hindering me 
from your glory and your vision on earth. Take it from me. Even the blurred lines that I have created that I'm unaware of, because we cause them. We as humans move the line a little, just like in football, right? And before you know it, you're at the 50-yard line and you're like, wait a minute. You mean when I ride the Peloton and there's a cute girl that I'm looking at and I'm riding a ride eye. Oh, that's okay. But when they zoom out and now they're showing parts of her body that I should not be looking at, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. That's a blurred line. And so God, I said, just take it. And he took away all the blurs. And now I'm seeing things with a completely new set of lenses from the time we met to that was like BC and AD. Yeah. And it's, and I, but I was close, but I wasn't all the way there. Right. So, so tell me about the a time. I think I know where you're going to take this, but you know, when did you face the painful memory? Because you and I have this same level of view and you were further down the field and I knew it when I met you, then I, you know, I think I caught up to you now, but, uh, but it's amazing, right? When you have the lens up, what was your painful moment in life? Yeah, I've had a lot of them, uh, but let me reach in the bag. So, you know, I think for me, it was in my early twenties. Um, I tried to do everything my way and uh, went to college, got an education, thankful for it. But at the end of the day, uh, I had $8 in my pocket. I went to Little Caesars. I went, bought a Little Caesars pizza and a Mountain Dew. And at that point, my entire net worth was a Little Caesars pizza, a Mountain Dew, and $1. And uh, I had all these big dreams and aspirations of what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be. But based on my resources, I obviously knew uh, things were not trending in the right direction. So it really uh, made me step back and start focusing on my relationship with God and asking him, what's the trajectory that you want for my life? Because I think if you're going down a path and things seem to be going amazing and incredible, it's very easy to continue on that path. And that path that you're on doesn't mean that it's, it's God's path, right? It can be even a good path, but that just doesn't mean that it's a God path. Um, so for me, that allowed me to kind of recalibrate and change the trajectory of who I wanted to be, where I wanted to go, start becoming more dependent on him and my faith. Um, and, and that was kind of that season that really made me start thinking through a lot of things. So I'm real curious, what kind of pizza was it? <laughs> I was probably just a regular old cheese pizza. I'm not a big pepperoni guy. <laughs> Couldn't afford the pepperoni on top. Yeah, right? probably and that was pre-inflation. So $8 yeah. <laughs> went a long way back in those days. Yep. Goodness. So a lot of moments in the bag so that's one of them where where the ball hit the bottom right they call it rock bottom and mm -hmm. and some what i'm learning is people in prison hit the real rock bottom mm -hmm. people like you and me and sometimes maybe we haven't hit the real rock bottom but it is our it is our rock bottom right sure. i remember trying to talk to one of my friends steve lapore back 15 20 years ago and i'm like yeah man i really hit rock bottom when i hit that head-on car accident and he goes, dude, your dad's a doctor. You grew up in a nice neighborhood. You've got a family. Your parents are still together. Don't tell me about rock bottom. And I was like, but in reality, whatever you feel is your rock bottom can be, your, you don't have to land in a prison cell to get there. But I, I have met some people in prison, not in, I never went to prison. Let me, let me do it on that a minute, but good disclaimer. Um, but I've met some pretty people who've gotten out of prison that are pretty fabulous people. And you can, you can see that they've got the right lens on. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. and that they have a unique perspective. Sure. Um, and and I'm, I'm, God's just been talking to me to go, you got to go do prison stuff. So I just, I just talked to a guy this morning named Michael, who knows the president, who knows the pastors, the president's pastor. And that's interesting. And, and he also happens to distribute videos internationally with subtext with the push of a button. So I'm like, everything I'm doing with living better story, God brought him in my life for 15 minutes this morning. And in these meetings, you go, okay, what, what's this all about? I'm like, Oh, he's selling me something. Okay. And we get, he tells me his whole story. He sold nine companies. He helped people in Haiti. He built a $7 million business that was shut down. He built one in Mexico. He's all about helping people. He's had the lens on for a lot of years. And then and then he goes, but here's my real vision. I want to reach 7.8 billion people on planet earth. Mm. And, and the way I do it is through this automated transfer of your videos. And I'm like, wow, living a better story has a whole curriculum we're building and we need to do that. And by the way, so does connected. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, okay. So we've, we talked about that. And so now looking back at the, at the pizza moment, mm-hmm. um, was that in Indianapolis? That was in Indianapolis. Yep. Okay. So you're at that pizza joint. Now looking back at it, what was the positive outcome that that came as a result of that? Yeah. So there's there's two. The first one is looking back on it. My perspective has completely changed, and I look back on that situation and I say, you know, the all I had was a dollar, but I still had a lot of people in my life that I don't have today because they've passed away, um, and it makes me think. You know, even though I only had a dollar, I, I still had so much that at that season of my life, I was taking for granted. Um, and if I could go back to that time, I would completely have a different mindset and be extremely more grateful for the things that I had. And I try to carry that spirit now with me, you know, when things are tough or uh, I'm a little down on myself, I try to have more of a spirit of gratitude and thankfulness for what I do have, right? Because I have a lot. I got an awesome wife. I have an incredible two-year-old son. I got a great family, um, great business partners, awesome friends, um, my health. So, you know, there's, you could take everything away from me and put me back to that same dollar. And I would, you know, be way happier than I was then. I think the second thing is I knew that in order to get to the next level, because I didn't have a whole lot of connections and I didn't have a whole lot of resources, uh, I needed to start getting mentored by the right people. And so what I did was I went and got a job. I saved about $12,000. Uh, and then I used all pretty much all of that $12,000 traveling and connecting with people that were way smarter than me and taking time to get mentored and poured into. And because of that, um, I was able to develop more of a growth mindset, learn skill sets that have been invaluable up to this day and, and really get me to where I am. So now in this season of life, I'm, I'm huge on building relationships because human capital is always going to trump money capital every day of the week. There are people, it doesn't matter how much money you have, there are people in the world that can open up doors for you if you build that connection with them and it's an authentic connection. So those are the two things I've taken away from it. That's huge. The, the, if I were to think about a third, it would be ask the, cause you talked about the skill asset and mm-hmm. up until last week, the, those two would have been the two that I would have said. And, and so the skill asset is, Hey, I know as a human being, I've shown that I can do X, I can make X dollars and therefore 
all I need to do is fall back on that skill set. Like worst Perfect. case scenario, you fall back to your last job or you go get a job with a competitor. Or, and yeah. so you have to do a self-assessment sometimes and go, oh, it's so hard and I owe $50,000 and blah, blah, blah. But go, hold on, time out. Let's just put the assets on the balance sheet. The thing that happened for me last week is that now that Living a Better Story is in full motion, I've got a little bit of dry powder personally, right? We're not funded, but I put money in just like I'm sure you and your partner did, right? You didn't have money early. Mm -hmm. So you have to fund the, fund the asset. So I had someone come to me and say, hey, I need $25,000. And let me show you why. Because we, I've got to do this video and this and this and this and this. And it's all video production and it's all for the glory of God. And it, it is obviously from God. So when I can go, okay, I see this person, it's from God. I'm given, I was given a little bit of the dry powder to be able to invest in that person. I'd rather have that asset from God on his balance sheet mm. than on my own. And then there's another one that needed $5,000. Now I'm not, I, I can't do that forever because the dry powder runs out. Yeah. But I know that for what I'll, what I'll end up doing is we're going to give people the services part of it and say, Hey, I'm going to put these 25 K maybe 10 K and others, depending on your season as an entrepreneur and the trauma you just experienced. And you want to get the word out to your met to your audience. Maybe you just need some planning help. Okay. Sure. We'll go give you 10 grand worth of services in return. We'll, we want to have this percent of ownership of the business. In other cases, they might need 50,000. We go, wait, your company's negative cash flow. You're not making any money. So, yeah. We'll give you a $50,000 loan at a 3% interest rate in return for 51% ownership in your company. Mm -hmm. At the end of the 50K, our, our job, if we do it right, will be to put you on the map, get you on TED Talks, get you on radio, TV, podcast. Once you've paid it back, we're going to take you down to what God asks is the bare minimum, 10% ownership, mm -hmm. right? By that. the way, if you don't pay the 50 grand, we'll forgive it. God forgives people. And guess what? We'll forgive it. So we're in this together. And then it's kind of the pitches. What do you say? Do you right. want to give, you know, sell your soul to the devil or give your, or give your life to God? And that's what I'm asking. Will you please sign off right here? So that's the vision that's transpired over the last, really last two weeks. That's amazing. Since the yeah. event. Love that model. <laughs> find man. the good in the God, find the good in the hard times, man. You saw it. Everybody on my podcast that I talked to see it. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Yeah, it's pretty neat. All right. What um, if you could wave the proverbial magic wand? I've heard you say connected and breakout. That all ties back to the, you know, the other things that happen in your life. Where do you envision like what's the what's the God thing? And sometimes we can't even see it. Right. We're like, I don't know, because I'm just letting God guide my footsteps. Is there something he's put on your heart of what the end game is for you at this moment? Yeah, I think if I, you know eventually one day grow up and look back on my life I think to me the most important thing is knowing that I, I brought people together in community and um, help people develop lifelong friendships and also let them know that it doesn't matter where you were born uh, how you started what color your skin is uh, what you believe what you don't believe at the end of the day God loves every single one of us and uh, you were uniquely made by him and you were valued by him. And so everything that I do is uh, just trying to make a step in that, that direction. Right. So I, I I'm big on uh, overcoming the division. We have a lot of that in our country, in our world. Um, and so I want to build solutions that help kind of eradicate, not kind of, but help eradicate division across the globe. Wow. Well, 
you'll be good to know that in the last week, two people are on that mission. Uh, the you matter person is on that mission and, and he's still working on land. There's already a book called, called you matter. And this is by a guy named Christian. See that again. Christian Robinson. And he was born in 1986, lives in Hollywood, Southern California. And it's brilliantly written. It's in a way that you go, okay, yep. This guy gets it right. Mm -hmm. If you fall down, if you have to start all over again, even if you're really gassy, (laughs) you matter. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just all of it. Right. (laughs) And it's sometimes someone you love says goodbye. You might have to process the pain of a death, right? Sometimes you feel lost and alone, but you matter. And then it's this, my favorite is it says old and young. And it is people, two people with different colored skin. They could have said it's this color and that color, but this author is so brilliant that he said old and young. And then he did the color flip too, because at the end of the day, you're right. Think about the virtual world. You can build an avatar in the virtual world. You can be whoever you want. Yeah. And so if we live life like that and see someone walking down the street and go, yeah, that person's brilliantly amazing. Like they're, and, and honestly, I, I think I like to celebrate people's uniqueness because yeah. it's like, you meet people like Daryl's, this guy's like really tall. And he's like, I'm proud of the little hole in my teeth, you know, and yeah. he smiles and he's like, yeah, it's yeah. awesome. And once you, and, and Arjun, my friend, he, he always was concerned because his gums would show when he was a kid and his dad would call him out on it. And yeah. now he's like his daughters who trained him on that. It says how to raise a dad is what the book that he wrote wow. with his daughter because yeah. he learned from his daughter and said, dad, your smile's amazing. God gave you that smile. Use it. Yeah. And then I met another couple yesterday who work out of Idaho and they have another version of you batter called wow. you are the letter you are amazing. And they are in a, they run a, I don't know, million, multi-million dollar business. They help entrepreneurs build websites. Chamber of Commerce is one of their core markets. Oh, cool. And, and they go hand out stickers, just like I hand out 77 price stickers that say, you are amazing. Wow. So they have a picture with the, you know, Oreo flavor, yep. right? And it's yeah. like, boom. And they're hugging each other. And they're like, you and you. And these were Walmart employees. And he's like, yeah, that just happened two days ago. Wow. He goes, cause they're greeters. And it's like, most people just overlook the greeter, mm. but they go up and go, you're amazing. Wow. You know, and just that little touch of added yeah. handoff is what's going to change everything. Yeah. I couldn't agree more, Chad. <laughs> it's so amazing how we got connected. It just really is. Um, no pun intended. No, no. <laughs> Speaking of, um, let me read you the words of a song because my friend Robert, I just wrote this blog post this morning on LinkedIn. I woke up at 3.30 in the morning. 3.37 is my new time. And I heard there's a lot of people in the world that wake up at exactly that hour and minute. Now that I'm so interconnected to what, what, the, what this is, right? To the source, to the FedEx hub. Um, it's, it was weird. And I'm finding myself wake up and I'm like, I can't go back to bed. My brain's ready to roll. Yeah. And so I wrote this and it took two hours, but I'm not going to read you all two hours. I'm going to read you the song that it ends with because Robert White, who's on my board, he's part of living a better story. He's going to be doing amazing things and impact. He will help save America. And he, Mm -hmm. I think it's hard for him to take that, to put those shoes on, but it's true. And I can see it. Yeah. He was good friends with John Denver and he put John Denver through the four day workshop. And at the end, John Denver ended up crying on the floor 
Mm. And he goes, oh, shoot. My new customer, John Denver, is crying on the floor. I'm going to get fired or it's really going to go well. <laughs> and so he decides to lay down next to John Denver, put his arm around him and goes, what's going on for you? And he goes, I don't understand. I just, you know, I'm sure he's just bawling. And he goes, I just realized that I'm more than just a singer songwriter. Mm. Dad, I'm a husband. I'm a, he, he, he took on his meaningful purpose. And so what's neat is Robert, my, the guy that I used to cut his grass in Colorado <laughs> when, I, when I had a mohawk yeah. <laughs> and I was rebelling against my parents and a bee used to peck at my leg in his yard and I hated it. The same bee every time. That's weird. Yeah. And it's true. And so anyway, he caused this song to be written. It's called The Gift You Are. And so it says, imagine a month of Sundays, each one a cloudy day. Imagine the moment the sun comes shining through. Imagine that ray of sunshine is you. Like, man, this could be put in a wrap. Imagine a month of Sundays. Remember your darkest hour with dawn still far away. Pizza. Mm. Remember that way you longed for morning's light. Like, if I could just go to bed and wake up, it'll be amazing. And you think to yourself as a candle in the night. I and think of yourself as a candle in the night. You're the, you're the light in the darkness. Make believe this is the first day, everything all brand new. Make believe that the sun is your own, your own lucky star. And then understand the kind of gift you are. The gift you are, like the very first breath of spring, the gift you are, all the joy that love can bring. The mm. gift you are, all of your dreams come true. The gift you are, the gift of you. You are the promise of all the ages. Mm. You are the prodigal son. You are the vision of prophets and sages. You are the only one. Oh, right. You wear the coat of this dream of a bright tomorrow. Know that your dream will come true. Not can, but will. Because the difference you can, can and will. Carry your dream in a sparkling crystal jar. See, you could see God talking to John, man. Yeah. And now I'm best friends with Robert and God's talking to me. And Robert's like, man, God's not talking to me yet. Why not? And it's yeah. like, well, he is. He's talking to me and I'm talking to you. Yeah. All you got to do is hear it. And 100%. so then it ends. Then you will know the kind of gift you are. The gift you are like the very first breath of spring. The gift you are, all the joy that love can bring. The gift you are, all of your dreams come true. The gift you are, the gift of you. Wow. I love that. That's beautiful, Chad. <laughs> wow. Right, man? The, when you let God in and you just say this super simple prayer. God, I'm not perfect. I know I'm not perfect. I know I have flaws. I've blurred lines. Today, I ask you just carve me out like a pumpkin, leave the best behind. Let's make the most mighty pumpkin ever because it is the month of October. And I give you my soul and my life. And if you'll please do it, I don't know if I believe, but I have a mustard seed level of belief. Mm. And there's questions and doubts but I at least want to give you the chance to take over my life. And if somebody just did that prayer, imagine doing it 77 days in a row, like 77 yeah. pray. Yeah. Man, when you tune in and listen to the God FM radio, there's no denying it. It's way better than 97.1 or any station you have in your town. It's yeah. certainly better than Facebook. It's better than CNN. It's better. And it's, it's basically free. It's a dollar and, and you just connect to God. And the dollar goes to funding charities, by the way. So that's awesome, Chad. I love that. That's, that's it. So man. Cool.
Okay, so we talked about the pizza. You told me you've got a large bag of painful moments. So tell me about another time where God undeniably showed up for you in, in your life. Yeah, so, you know, uh, another story in my early 20s <clears throat> in the season of trying to really figure out who I was, um, had a lot of prodigal son moments. Um, there was one specifically, I was in Miami and uh, I came out of a casino. It was probably... 6 30 7 a.m in the morning had no money my phone was dead i didn't have a charger and i'm literally in the middle of nowhere as the sun's coming up and uh, i have no idea where i'm even at because i got dropped off the night before i like playing poker i'm a big poker and blackjack guy anyways i didn't do very well that night and uh i remember walking out to the road because i had to figure out how to get back um and the only person I was with, I, I didn't have his actual cell phone number uh, like memorized because, you know, we store it as contacts sure. and names. One button push. So I just started walking in a direction. And I mean, literally it was out in the middle of nowhere. Um, so I just remember praying to God and asking him, hey, I know I've deviated very far away from the road that you've called me on. Now I'm on this road in Miami, have no clue where I'm even at. I need help getting home. So I uh, raised up the old thumb and I ended up uh, hitchhiking back. And I remember being in this, it, ironically enough, it was a very sketchy white van that pulled off the side of the road and picked me up. And this guy asked me, he said, hey, I got to go to this Haitian flea market. If you can uh, give me a couple hours to do that, I'll take you to wherever you need to go. So, you know, I was A, hoping I wasn't going to get murdered uh, and B, just wanting to get back safe. So I said, uh, okay, that's fine. Um, but I remember just praying to God, hey, if I get back home, I, I, like, I just want to figure out what you want for my life. And um, how he showed up for me when I got home, I uh, started really pursuing him. Um, almost a year later to the date, I ended up back in Miami with really the first big opportunity that I had to um, kind of get back up on my feet and do what I was passionate about. Uh, so just I'm obviously from Indianapolis. I'm not even from Miami, but just the way that the whole scenario worked itself out. A year later, um, almost to the day, I'm in the same same city, but uh, just with a completely different mindset, surrounded around people who really wanted to see me grow and gave me an opportunity and a shot. So just the redemptive love of God and how powerful that is. That's killer. Amazing. Vegas. I've had my days in Vegas. And, you know, what's come to me over the last couple of weeks is all those blurred lines. What happens is there, there was a book that I read and I, tried, I don't have it right here, but it was about a conversation between the author and the devil. And he asks the devil a bunch of questions. It was from the twenties and it wasn't published until the sixties or something like that, maybe even seventies or eighties, like that long. Mm -hmm. And, and so he's interviewing the devil and he goes, Hey, so, so Mr. Devil, you know, like what's going, he goes, sir, he goes, you need to address me as majesty. And he's like, well, why, why devil? And he goes, cause I, I own 98% of the souls in the world don't you think I've earned the right to be called majesty? And you think about it and you go, wow, there are a lot of people who, who get moved, right? So this gives you the perspective. My wife's like, why are you reading a book about these conversations? I'm like, no, it's just good to understand the thinking of the other way, right? And so then he goes, okay, so is it, can you get more people in your camp by two packs of cigarettes a day? Because cigarettes were like the gateway thing then, right? Or would you rather have them be doing cocaine or whatever the other drugs were, alcohol probably or something? And he goes, oh, oh, that's easy. It's two packs of cigarettes today. Because once I get them there, then I know I have them. Mm -hmm. So what, what that's made me think introspectively of is 
I can't go back to Central City because once once I get the gateway and I gamble, then that leads to the gambling of, oh, now let me bet my company. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And so it, sure. it's it, and I'm like, and why? And and drinking like I've I, I, I went and had my first non-alcoholic beer the other day. And I've I mean, okay. I've had them before, but yeah, but that O'Doul? wasn't even was good. That, yeah. O'Doul's, O'Doul's and you yeah. know, Poly Girl and those. But even that caused my stomach to get bad uh because i have some reaction to hops i think okay so it's for something traumatic in your life when you deal with those things and you live in the ecstasy of god it's like the stuff that you start seeing like this conversation where it's like holy cow this guy's gonna do a lot of cool stuff and i'm friends with them and you know like when you recognize the amazingness of what god has planned you're like this why would I ever need to drink again? So, you know, yeah. when you're younger in life, though, it's it's probably too too early to make those decisions. Because <laughs> <100%. laughs> I believe me, I enjoy a nice glass of wine, but I really I'm not planning to do it anymore because I'm like, maybe maybe I'll have one on my deathbed. I'll go, hey, could you just bring me one little sip? Okay. Um last question uh for for I want to make sure we ask this, which is if you can go back. And mm-hmm. talk to yourself in the ha- in the past. What would you say? But then I want to add part B because this one might help help you think in in really interesting terms. Because someone did this with me. Go to the future and see yourself twenty years out, and come back and tell yourself something today. Mm. That one's more powerful than be. the twenty because you can actually do something about it. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. So if I could go back to twenty year old me and give him one piece of advice it would be learn to be patient um, because in my early 20s, I tried to force a lot of things. And at the end of the day, it says that love is patient, right? And God is love. And so once again, there's a difference between going down a good path and a God path. And sometimes we're, we're in a season because God needs us to be in that season so that he can sharpen us and he can equip us and he can empower us to do what he's called us to do. And so great things sometimes take a really long time. I think of the, I think it's the Chinese proverb about the, uh, the bamboo seed, right? It's like something like if you planted a, a bamboo seed a year later, you won't have a bamboo, even if you take care of it every day. Uh, two years later, you still won't have a tree if you take care of it every day. Three, four, five years later, nothing happens. But after the, I think the fifth year, it grows like 90 feet or something crazy like that in so many days uh, or so many weeks. Um, and it, it's just, how can we attend the harvest and how can we be, be good stewards of the things that God's put in front of us now? Because if you're not faithful with a little, you're not going to be faithful with a lot. And so the advice I would give to myself at 20 is learn to recognize all of the incredible gifts that God's given you and learn to be patient and just attend the harvest that he's given you at that time. And eventually have confidence, have faith that he's going to give you the desires of your heart. And in fact, Sometimes even the desires of our heart that we have are not God's desire. So it takes time for him to pull those desires out and actually put others' desires in that are him because he ultimately knows what's best for us. In the second part of that question, which is part B, I would say, you know, there's obviously a lot of, I call it good chaos that's happening right now. Uh, feelings of overwhelmingness with, as this platform uh, continues to, to grow, as Connected continues to scale. Um, but be mindful once again of the things that God has put in my stewardship. 
you know, I, I've caught myself in the last couple months not spending as much time with my wife and my son as I probably should. Uh, I spend my uh, time on calls all day with uh, prospective clients or helping get people onboarded or doing deals, but sometimes I forget to call my dad or I forget to call my mom or I forget to call people that have always been there for me. So, you know, the advice I would give myself uh, if I was 20 years older to me now is just try to take inventory of all the blessings that I currently have, be grateful for them and communicate well. So there's something in there that I, that this is, this is coming from the hub <laughs> that, that I need to give you permission on. And this is a pastor counseling. When we were premarital counseling, he said to us very clearly, you can do anything for any amount of time as long as you know why. Mm. So my advice to you would be sit down with your mom, sit down or sit down with your dad, sit down with your wife, sit, sit down with them and say, I feel like God's got so many things going on right now. And it's important that I'm so attentive to it. I want you to know that I love you and I respect you. And mm. that just because you're getting only 5% of me means does not mean that I don't love you. I think about you I all day and I want to spend the, the 90%. And you tell them that phrase, you can do anything for any amount of time, as long as you know why. And you say the why is because in the end of all of this, with the two companies I'm, that God shepherded me with, that gave us the loan, he gave us the money in the first place. He needs me to deliver those. Once we do, the the rewards will be plentiful. And the good news is, I don't believe this is a one-year, two-year, five-year kind of a, it doesn't need to go for five years of burning sure. the candle. Yeah. The, the things God gifted with me with, the teams, like that's the conversation you can have and I think it'll, they'll go, well, you'll get a big hug yeah. and they'll go, thank you so much for that. Because women want love. Generally, I'm going to generalize this yeah. was from the pastor. So I didn't say it, <laughs> <laughs> but generally women want love. Men want respect. And so a man can have some parts, you know, we have some femininity in us probably from time to sure. time. And the feminine side of us would be like, well, I want love too. But yeah. if you were to say my overwhelm, my overriding principle is, well, I just want to be respected by my wife. Sure. So that conversation's fun too, where it's like, hey, you know, when you, when, when this happens, not when you do this, but when this happens and I observe it, I feel, uh, I feel a disrespect. Now mm -hmm. I'm not saying you're disrespecting me. I'm just saying that. When those situations occur and the same thing, and sure. you can, you could say when, when you feel less love by me, I want you to call a timeout, but I also want you to know that anything, any amount of time, and that helps you bridge that gap and go, look, I'm going to burn the candle for a little while. I love that. That's powerful. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's definitely a season right now of, I call it slaying dragons, um, but it's definitely a season of slaying dragons. So I think it's a sprint. I don't think it's a, a marathon though. Uh, I do think that the season uh, is maybe a year and a half to two years, but we'll see how it plays out. Well, let's close with a, a short prayer. Uh, God, thank you for bringing Cody Harvey to my life. Thank you for bringing Cody Harvey to the world, to his wife, to his son, that uh, his child that's two years old. Thank you for bringing Cody Harvey to Breakout because there's a lot of Christian conversations going on there. And otherwise, it's a conversation tool. So there will be conversations of all kinds. Thank you for bringing him to connect it because he's helping connect people with their mission and your mission for them. So it's just amazing. And I'm just happy to be friends with Cody. I really look forward because we've just planted the seed 
as being friends. And, and I believe you put us in the boat together. Noah's Ark has left the station and there's a lot of people jumping on the boat and, and God, I just hope that and pray that you can, uh, and a pastor recently said it best. He said, we want to depopulate hell, I think was the word, something very similar. So God help us depopulate the devil's territory and bring them into your vision for the world. Thank you, God, for all your blessings. Thank you for being here today. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. That's awesome, God. I love it. Boom. Boom. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining another Loving a Better Story podcast. I have a feeling that this episode is going to make it into one of the trainings that we rolled out around the world. And so the people around the world who hear this about the pizza, remember, you can get down to a pizza and a dollar in your pocket. You could be negative $50,000. I know someone who was negative $2 million. They used to be $40 million. Negative two. So if you're a dollar, you should actually be happy because you're not $2 million in the hole. And that's mm -hmm. what we've heard here today with Cody. When you give it to God, amazing things happen. It doesn't happen by accident. It works 100% of the time. There's a money back guarantee. The question is, how long is it? Sometimes it could be a day, a week, a year, a month. Could be could take 10 years. Give it to God and you'll probably be surprised at how quick it can happen. Thanks for being on another Living a Better Story podcast. Thank you for joining us on the You Matter to Christ podcast. We hope this journey has reminded you of the incredible truth that your life holds immense value and significance to Christ. As you go about your day, may you carry the assurance that no matter what you face, you are deeply cherished and loved. Remember, you matter to Christ. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with others who may benefit from this message. Stay tuned for more transformative episodes where we continue to explore the depth of God's love and grace. Until next time, remember that you are not alone. Christ's love is with you guiding and strengthening you every step of the way. May your life be filled with hope, purpose, and the knowledge that you matter to Christ. Christ.